This is Damn Podcast, a podcast sharing stories and lessons from three atypical young Asian Canadian millennials, finding what it means to live a meaningful life. Hi everyone, we're back from our summer break, which was a fantastic time to reflect and rejuvenate, and now we're ready to bring some action. On today's episode, we have special guest Ariel New. Ariel, thank you so much for being on the show with us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. We have a lot of questions for you. Um, First and foremost, we want to introduce you to our audience. So Ariel is a marketing automation consultant with a Bachelor of Commerce in Marketing from the University of British Columbia. Over the past year and a half, she has begun a path towards conscious living, promoting said concept, along with providing life hacks through her social media and leading by example with her conscious lifestyle. Today, Ariel has grown to over 300,000 followers on TikTok and close to 100,000 followers on Instagram. Ariel, we are also a fan of yours, and we are proud to know you outside of your work in the marketing and social media field as well. Lynn and I have met you on more than a few occasions. Ariel is such a delight, full of energy, and really fun to be around. And we are always so inspired by your work ethic and how you live your life. So Ariel, we already learned so much from your social feeds, but today we want to really get into your mind and learn your ways. So the first question we have for you is, what does mindful and conscious living mean to you? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm so glad you're asking me because I feel like a lot of people don't really know what it is. And um, so great question. But it's really simple. I think um, a lot of people make it really complicated, but conscious living really is just about being present. So being present and aware in every situation you're in with every single person and also within yourself, like how you think, how you act, how you speak what you choose, what you choose to believe in, how you interact with others, how you interact with the environment, um, just being very present and aware in your decisions. Okay. What would you say is the opposite of that? I mean, it can be quite you know obvious what the answer is, but maybe some people are kind of stuck in a rut and they don't really know uh, what they're doing could be, you know, the opposite of conscious living. Sure, what what sure. are some, what are some clues that can tell that you're not living consciously? Yeah, great question. I I think that was like a good starting point, but I I totally understand it. It takes some time to really understand it. Um, I would like, you know, to be to be very direct, um, the opposite of conscious living is unconscious living, right? Uh, Living on autopilot, living very robotically. uh, Just following the masses. I would say the biggest thing is um, living uh, based on external factors, we're always relying on external factors, whether it's people or situations outside ourself, instead of listening within. Um, I also want to add to that, and maybe that this is going to help with the conscious living definition as well. But um, I always like to say that conscious living is not about like living good. It's not about good or bad, because even good or bad is subjective good or bad can be very fluid and very flexible depending on the situation you're in and depending on each unique individual. Something that's good for you might be bad for someone else. So it's really not about good or bad. It's really uniquely up to you to see how conscious living works for you. But again, all it takes is you being present and aware in every single moment. And in that moment, finding the best um, action or decision to take, that's going to uh, result in a very balanced outcome that shows love for yourself and the other person. 
I don't know if that makes sense. I can definitely get more into it, but that's really my definition of conscious living and how I choose to live my life. Oh yeah, that definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the answer, Ariel. Yeah. Um, and what are some things that someone can do to start living consciously? I, I was thinking about this. Um, I think it, it's a process. I think for me, it took me a long time to get to where I am now. I, I do think there's a number of factors. Um, but if we want to, if you're talking about someone that's like, hasn't really thought about this, and this is something that new they're thinking of doing, I would say the first step is exactly that awareness and choosing to do something different with their lives. Because before you can make any changes, you have to truly become aware that, okay, there's something, you know, wrong going on with my life, or it doesn't even have to be wrong for you to become aware that you're living a very, you know, routine life, you're not doing that much more, or maybe uh, you notice that there's a lot of um, pain in your life or pain in your relationships, you just have to become aware that, you're waking up to more in life, you're waking up to more possibilities and to be able to live a better life. So I think that's the first step awareness. But then close to that, I think the second step is, yeah, commitment. A lot of people, you know, complain a lot, they want to live better lives, but all they do is talk about it or think about it, but they don't actually take any steps. And before you can even take any steps, you have to make that decision yourself that you want to make changes for yourself. So I think the first first step would be awareness and really wanting change for yourself. I think the other factor is like a lot of people um, want people close to them to change, but people will never really change until they actually want to. So you can never really force people to change as well. It's true. It's just like, you can't really help someone who's not ready to help themselves. So Exactly. exactly. And I have to learn that the hard way especially after I started to um, do everything I'm doing now on social media, because, you know, my niche and my content is to help others. I think when I really started to get into it, um, I went through a phase where I started to just uh, really look at um, the people in my life currently, all my relationships. And I started to see like, not, not faults, but like areas where people I'm close to, I feel like they can improve in their lives. And I had to go through that process of like, at first, kind of like almost forcing them or like really directly saying a lot of my opinions, but then realizing that it's actually pushing them further away. Because again, like no one likes being told what to do. No one likes being forced to change or and no one likes being called out, right? So I really learned to just plant seeds. Like when I see something, I always want the best for people, right? Be, um, for you to want someone to change, you're, you're wanting the best for them. So I'll still try to like plant some seeds gently, but I I've learned not to just directly force people to do things or directly try to tell them that they're doing something wrong because I learned that that's not going to help them anyways. Yeah. And that proverb rings true. You lead by example, mm-hmm, Exactly. Right? You have to lead yes. by example. Like that's the only way you can't really tell people what to do. Yes. That's such a great point. Um, I, I would like to speak on that a little bit if, po- if possible, because like, looking at if we look at everything that has happened last year too, last two years, three years, like so many chaotic events have happened in the world. So many things have happened. We have seen so many protests. And the thing is, like, for me, I know this is not like this might be a bit more of a polarizing opinion. But for me, I I just feel like there's so many people, you know, pointing fingers at other people, blaming other people, like sharing things on social media out of anger or you know, I understand they're, they're emotional and I understand why they're doing these things, but I just don't see that, you know, again, like 
uh, sharing emotional messages out of uh, anger is going to help a situation. I just feel like if you truly want change, you want change in people, you got to be that example. Like you got to then just be the bigger person, share positivity, like share things that's actually going to inspire others and inspire change in others. And then people will see you being that great example. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I want to be like that too. And they're going to emulate that too. And then it's going to be the butterfly effect. Like you're going to really, um, you're going to really affect your inner circles and then your inner circles will start to change too. And that's going to affect their circles. And that's how we create true change in the world as well that's what I believe yeah and that's really interesting that you bring that up too because like uh, like who you surround yourself with has an impact on you whether you consciously know it or not and how they you know their lifestyles and the way that their values so it's good that you're you know um trying to help your friends be the best that they can be in the best form that they can um it's very it's, it's I'm sure it's not an easy mission Yeah. And I I think it was a good lesson too, because I realized that when I, you know, the other thing I always preach about is like letting go, just like taking it easy. Like, I think um, I get into this mindset a lot too, especially again, with what I'm doing, I sometimes get into a very like serious mode, serious mindset, but then I always come back to like, okay, I can just let it go. And whenever I let things go and whenever I take it easy, even within my relationships, I realize that the lesson is always showing me an easier way to live. Like in the past, when I'm trying to like force people or like state my opinion, that's actually taking more energy out of me too. But once I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to accept people for who they are because everyone has like faults or like pros and cons and it's all beautiful. Like it makes them uniquely dumb. So I think like me just like accepting people for who they are, but then I'll just be the good example and I'll plant some seeds gently. It's going to take less energy from me too. And um, so, yeah, the lesson is always like showing me an easier way to live, you know? Um, So Ariel, what are some reasons why someone might not want to make changes in their lives? Yeah, um, good question. I went through that myself, too. I think it's just, you get so comfortable with how you're living currently, and also a lot of fear, you feel like, um, in order to change or in order to really go after what you want, you might not make it you're scared of failure. And it's just way easier living exactly how you're living right now. So I, I do think fear, basically fear for whatever reason, keeps people away and also putting in the effort. But it's all it's really worthwhile. Because again, for me, I went through many years of um, uh, I actually shared this on um, my Instagram recently, a couple months back, but I actually battled with an eating disorder for a long time. And I remember like, when I was going through it, I already knew that it wasn't good for my health. And I already knew that I had a lot of dreams and aspirations. But at the time, it was just way easier for me to just live the way that I was living. And I was really scared of making change because I wasn't sure if it would work out for me. But once I did, yes, it took a lot from me. It took a lot of discipline. It took a lot of time, but it was really worth it for me in the end. Mm -hmm. And Ariel, do you think that confirmation bias is a thing when it comes to pursuing this kind of lifestyle? Can you elaborate on what you mean by confirmation bias? So confirmation bias is when somebody has already formed their opinions about how to live their life. And may it be traditional or it can be radical or whatever it is, but they're just so stuck in that mindset that it's hard for them to take uh, advice from somebody else in order to make changes in their life. 
And it's almost like they choose to see what they believe. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky subject for sure. I mean, I, I'm still figuring that out a lot of times, like where that line is drawn and where how I can create that balance, because you're right, like there's some people I come into contact with and I can totally see that they're just, you know, very stuck in their own ways. Um, but then sometimes I'll come across people where initially they're very stuck in their own ways, but then we share ideas and then they open up to it. And the thing is, when I say things like this, like it's always a two way street, you know, whenever I go into a situation and I really try to remind myself because I also have the tendency to like sometimes think that I'm absolutely right and the other person is wrong. But if I'm going into a conversation and an interaction where someone else has a different view from me. I should be open to their view too. So I think that's the, that, that's some, that's a great strategy to tackle this confirmation bias. Like if you want someone to be open to your perspective, you better be open to their perspective too. Like you want to go into the conversation, wanting to hear their thoughts, like giving them space and time to share what they think too. And then they're way more likely to listen to what you have to say. If they feel that you're opening up space to listen, to hear them out as well. That's a great answer, Ariel. Um, And it reminds me of recognizing that everybody has their own opinions on things and what you do when you go into a conversation and having that open-mindedness, you it's contagious for me, at least I find it's absolutely contagious. Like, and I think it's also to do with, you know, how we, we sense other people's energies. For For sure. Exactly. That's why, like, I think like going into group settings, like if you have a point to share, or if you like you have the power to change the energy of the room. So um, it's always good to be, uh, again, like bring back to conscious living, like be present and aware of what's going on in the situation. And then just always being your true self, speaking honestly, being open-minded. And then that's going to naturally affect the energy of the room too. Yeah. I, like if you were to talk to me about this a few years ago, I would have like not, I would have been a little skeptical about like, you know, what is this energy business that you're talking about? Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, recently after like, you, you can tell, like after some experiences that I've been through, like you can certainly feel another person's energy and their aura and their vibes unconsciously and then later on you learn to pick it up consciously yes that's such a great point that that's so true I I feel like okay I'm not gonna get super esoteric on (laughs) because I can really get deep with these things but I do believe that I do believe more and more people like when I say conscious living it's I think people are waking up to and it's not you don't have to even see it as something that's very like spiritual or metaphysical it's just people becoming conscious and waking up to themselves becoming like present about themselves and the people around them so you're right I think a big thing is like we're not it's not like we we're gaining a magic ability to like sense energies or this is something new this was always around like we we were always able to sense each other's like feelings and energies and everything but we didn't consciously realize it until recently. And I feel like more and more people are picking up on that and you can see it anywhere in a lot of different situations. And I don't think it's anything like woo woo at all. It's just natural human dynamics. You can sense how other people are feeling. And then when you're conscious and present, you're way more likely to pick that up, but also learn how to like respond properly too. And Cindy, I'm glad you brought up vibe uh, because I wanted to ask you, Ariel, what does high vibe living mean? Because, I mean, we see that on your social media mm-hmm. and, you know, we were hoping you could elaborate on that. For sure. That that does uh, touch on more of like the spiritual and like metaphysical aspects of things. 
but it's just like, yeah, if you're vibrating on a higher frequency, you're naturally going to feel lighter and brighter. Like, I, I think it's hard for me to get into it right now because this is more tied to like science, spirituality, I was just gonna quantum, say. Physics, quantum physics. If you guys want to learn more about it, look into like quantum physics. And I can also share, you know, Instagram accounts to follow because it's just about your energy level. Like if you're, let's say if you're not working on yourself at all, you're fully, you know, living on autopilot. And when I, and when I do say like conscious living, yes, it's a lot of like mental and emotional aspects, but it's a lot of just physical aspects too. Like you're not taking care of your body. You're not, you're staying in toxic, unhealthy relationships, not doing anything about it. Um, you're living on autopilot. You're not going after your dreams. You're just like, And that causes you to be on this like low vibrational aspect of living. And you can kind of feel it. You can feel the heavy energies. You can feel the heavy emotions. But as you start to work on yourself, work on within yourself, improve yourself, make yourself the strongest, powerful, confident, beautiful being that we all are and improve your relationships and improve everything, you're naturally going to feel higher and higher in vibration. And when you feel higher and higher in vibration, you just feel lighter and you just feel freer you just feel like you can be yourself and you don't need to pretend and you don't need to lie you don't need to manipulate so actually like speaking to that I think this is a great way to define it without needing to believe in like more of the esoteric spiritual things like if you just think about it if you're able to really become confident within yourself uh, become the healthiest best version of yourself you're not going to need to want to lie or hide things you can like confidently be yourself And when you're in that realm, how do you feel? You feel really light and high. So that's really on a loose definition, what I would say high vibration living is. Love that. Yeah. And one of the points that you spoke about in terms of like, you know, being able to just be yourself and be honest and feeling that lightness definitely makes sense because like when one has to lie, you have to carry a lot of burdens and it's like Mm. literally like weighing you down. Sure, for sure. It's like you're living with this anxiousness 24-7. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So um the videos that you post, Mm -hmm. are most of them based on your um past experiences or uh other research that you do? Uh it's a combination, but I would say when I first started to really grow, it was definitely my experiences. Um and it actually came a lot of it came from like downloads I would get when I'm meditating or okay, won't get into it right now, but I actually did a live two days ago and I talked about this, but to be, to be completely transparent, um, psychedelics like plant medicine was also a catalyst to my like spiritual awakening and through experiences with plant medicine, it gave me a lot of downloads and epiphanies and lessons that I eventually incorporated into my content So that as well. And then through those experiences, I've learned how to go into really deep meditation sometimes and through my meditations. And when I say meditations, it's not always like traditional sitting there, you know, legs crossed meditation. Sometimes it's just me like in the bathtub or like somewhere random. And I'm just zoning out to a point where I get to this, like, I'm I'm still kind of thinking, but not with my mind, kind of with my consciousness. And I just get these like downloads of lessons and messages. And a lot of times it is related to experiences I've recently gone through, but I would just channel things and like write it down and then I would create content from it. So that was really how I initially grew. 
Um, but then now, because, you know, it's really a business for me now too, I do have processes where, you know, I, I dedicate time to go into like a creative concepting mode and I'll, it's a mix of like my intuition ideas I receive and also just like thinking through what would work for my audience and also listening to my audience. Like I get a ton of requests all the time. So I understand what people are going through more and more. So I just try to create content that's going to help them with the issues that they present to me. You know what? You are not the first person that I've heard have sort of similar experiences using plant medicine. Mm-hmm. So that's really, um, I might have to look into that. Yeah, I actually, yeah. Um, I'm going to post the live on my YouTube soon. And I talked about basically like that process for me and how it really, it was the catalyst to my initial spiritual awakening. So if you guys want to check it out and I, I actually want to talk about this more and more, to be honest, it is, um, I am, I am a little bit apprehensive because it's still such a taboo subject, mm-hmm. but, um, I do feel like because I have had so many personal experiences on it and it's been, and I always do it intentionally. Like it's not really a recreational activity for me. Um, I just feel like I, it's part of like what I'm doing and I should share more information to help others if they want to experience something similar and not have a bad experience on it. I I would love to learn more about it, knowing that you are, you have experience in that. And I would totally want to learn from you and, and, you know, know the secrets of uh, plant medicine. Yeah. Feel free to message me anytime too. Um, besides like me just pumping out content, I'm happy to answer any questions. It's Thanks, honestly, yeah, for sure. It's really interesting, but, um, yeah, you do want to go in it with intention and, uh, some precautions for sure. I, I, I watched your video on like how to love yourself and others. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. I learned a lot of things. And, um, one of the things that you brought up was, uh, like your, one of your mantras, I guess, um, attached to nothing and connect to everything. I'm not sure if I got that right, but correct. Yes. 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 Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Um, could you like speak on that a little bit more, uh, for those yeah. who are not so familiar? Yeah. I love, I love talking speaking to it. So yeah, it's connected to everything, um, attached to nothing, attached to nothing, connected to everything. Basically it's tied to conscious living. It's just, um, being able to let go of all situations, all things, all people all the time. But then when you're in the present moment in every single moment of your life, be connected. So like, for, for example, right now, when I'm doing this podcast, I'm trying to be like very present. I'm trying to really connect with you guys and, you know, um, just try to make this the best experience possible for both parties. Um, and whenever, you know, later on, I'm going to eat dinner with my mom, I'm going to be present with her, but, um, every situation after it passes, what I tell people is to just let it go, like, let everything go. Even if it's good, let it go. If it's bad, let it go, but be excited for every single new moment, because that's only going to help you with happiness and success in your life. Because if you think about it, no matter what, if you're holding on to any situation or any person or any interaction, whether it's good or bad, it's only going to create expectations. Like, you know, if you just had a really good experience with someone and you you're really holding on to it, then next time, if your experience with that person isn't as great as the last time, you're going to be disappointed. But if you're able to just let it go and be like, that was amazing. I'm so glad I had that experience, but you know, I'm moving on with my life. Next time I see this person, I'm just going to treat it as a brand new experience. I'm not holding on to anything. That's just going to ensure you just being happy in general more, more often. I don't know if you're from like, I, I remember taking a course in university many moons ago. Um, and the course was like in Buddhism 
or something yeah. along the lines of the religion. And uh, that was kind of one of the principles that they taught. It was similar, similar to what you're like ta- mentioning. And I don't know if it was like intentional or it just, it's a coincidence that they, you know, you're kind of on that same wavelength. Um, but it's absolutely uh, very interesting. Did you make, like, did you, did you study, it? Yeah. Uh, you know, Buddhism or, or any related religions? Um, not really in detail, but I would say Zen Buddhism is the closest to a lot of like spiritual concepts I do believe and live by Zen Buddhism for sure. But honestly, up to this point in my life, I've realized that. And the more you look into religion's history and yourself, you're going to realize that all religions have some truth in it. So like spirituality, all I can take something from every single religion. I'm actually very excited to explore every religion, but I'm not going to, this is like the detachment again. I'm not going to tie myself to any single one. I see some truth in all of them, but Zen Buddhism, Buddhism in general, definitely is um, very close to a lot of like spiritual concepts and beliefs. Yeah. That is all the questions we have for you. Um, Thank you so much again for being on the show with us and taking the time out of your day to talk to us. Uh, For anybody out there, reach out to Ariel if you want advice or consultation on how to live a better life for yourself, improving corners of your life um, to be the best version of yourself. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And yes, um, people can book one-on-one calls with me. You can also sign up for my email newsletter. Um, I send out life hacks. Um, I'm actually on a break right now, but it's coming back soon. So um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great to talk about all these subjects and topics. It's like one of my favorite things to do. So thank you so much.